Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Okay, hi, Jack. Hi. Yes, uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm not even going to try with the lame Jack. No, ones. you gave up. Well, yeah. I'm sure it'll come back to visit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know. yeah. Maybe yeah, when, yeah. when I'm doing a little more outdoor activity, it tends but, to come Oh, uh, you're going to blame it on the no sun? Yeah, I'm going to blame it on the no sun. Okay, well, you could do that. I'm going to yawn. Oh, my God. <gasps> Okay, well, we're going to do uh, Forensic Files, which I really love, and we uh, listeners know. You know, this one, this is going to be like a PTSD thing for me. <laughs> really? Yeah, so when we go into this one, yeah, it is, it is, it brought up so many weird levels of like, wow. oh, fuck that, and you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's kind of, yeah. Okay, you're 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 doing what I always ask you to do: stay right up on the mic. If you're gonna if you're gonna yell, you could you could back oh, off a little bit. So so there there are multiple layers on this one, and and yeah. and I watched it, and like I caught myself yelling. Mm, you know, it's, like it's, it's messed up. We so, just came and, upon and it. so it's it's going to be funny. What what will and then there's thing you know, and I don't take proper notes, so I go, I rely on Kevin's notes, and I'm just hoping that he hits some of the things because I was just like. Well, that's bullshit, and that's you know. oh, there's a lot of bullshit in this. Oh episode. yeah, oh absolutely. So this is uh, forensic files. Forensic uh, files, season nine. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, here we go. Are we getting right into it? Well, we can. Uh, you got something to say? I don't know. Do we you... have anything? Done? No, I don't think so. I know it's. Uh, we don't need to make small talk. We can get no, to the meat should... and potatoes yeah, of this. Yeah, but part of the charm of no, good company well, in the car. Also, part of the charm could the... be the efficiency of getting straight to the episode. <laughs> well, who's gonna want to watch? Who's gonna want to listen to that? Uh, they're me? listening. They're listening to us for our wit and charm. No, remember I was telling you about all these podcasters. Are yeah, but we're me. not dull and boring <laughs> like they are. <laughs> We're vastly interesting and exciting. Uh, we, I, we can talk about. I have my three fans that tell me every every week how fabulous I am. So you know, well, and we're still fifth in Kazakhstan or whatever. No, I don't. We oh, haven't, we, we haven't fell gotten, off the charts. We haven't charted in a while. I don't. Oh, whatever happened to no. that? Um, thank you, Uzbekistan. I know. I got that balloon payment coming up. I was expecting we were going to get paid by now. Yeah, no, oh, we aren't going to get no. shit. But uh, thank you, Pennsylvania listeners. You guys got our backs. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, California, California, Pennsylvania, a, California, and Texas are our, our biggest states for some reason. Really? It changes. I know. I know. How does it change? I, I don't know. And Maryland, but Maryland is Maryland, and I'm assuming it's a lot. Because you question me, you're like, well, you know, your friends, and I'm like, no, I don't know anybody lives there. Yeah, I, I don't know. You. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, anyway, was that a small talk? <laughs> oh my god! How do you expect us to 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 harvest a a, a, a fan base that are just dying to hear everything we have to say? If you just right, want to get I right, I don't, fine. I don't, I don't know if they do. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, we look around the recording studio to see all the crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll do tours. Uh, okay. Oh, that'd oh, be yeah. fun. What do you say? Twenty bucks a twenty bucks a tour. Sure. And they get to take something. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, a clue game. They get a clue game. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. We that's could do funny. 37 tours then. <laughs> oh, more than that. That's Those are the ones you see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Season 9. Season 9. Episode 15. Episode 15. Pinned by the evidence. Pinned 
So we hear the announcer. What's his name? Gosh, who's the, the voiceover it guy? Keith something. Is it? No, no, no. The Keith, what's his name, is for uh, Nightline, Dateline. Oof, I don't know. Oh, anyway, he's, he's uh, Bill Curtis. It's Bill Curtis. Isn't it Bill Curtis? I uh, don't know. No, it's not Bill Curtis. Anyway, it's a late, uh, a late night street fight ends up with a dude dead. And it looks like we've got a murderer, but it was all, it takes all kinds of. Okay, and I just want to put, there's an asterisk, an asterisk right here. Late <laughs> night street fight. Okay, asterisk. <laughs> okay. And it's in April 18th of 1996, which I found out towards the end of the episode from a police interview tape, which actually shows the date. They never tell us the date, which I find really annoying. And Oh, yeah, that's right. Because so, it's on the tape. That's how I knew the date, too, because it was on the we, interview, one of the interview tapes. We meet 25-year-old Dusty Harless right off the bat. He's a wakeboard salesman, and he's a national collegiate wrestling champion. And no offense, Dusty. Asterisk. That sounds like a recipe for a super douche guy. <laughs> Two asterisks already. Okay, wait, wakeboard salesman, wrestling champion. I, I can't, I can't, oh. I can't. So after just after midnight, he and his girlfriend Sky Flanders, and all I see is Summer Wheatley. Oh, when I see that name. I don't. Who's Summer Wheatley? Summer Wheatley was the was the uh, the the beauty interest in um, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and okay. uh, Pedro wanted her to go to the, the yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah dance, yeah. and she wrote back. Sky, no. her name is Sky. Sky Flanders, and uh, they're. And I home thought from... Ned Flanders. Well. Yeah. I diddly, hi, hi diddly. Ducks love geese. Geese love ganders. Everybody else loves Ned Flanders. Oh my God. Okay, that's really funny. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. I know what it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're leaving the bar. It's a little after midnight. She says they're heading to the liquor store to make a phone call to get a cab. Because it's raining. It's and, a downpour rain. Uh, forensic Files, you let me down. Dusty's reenactment actor doesn't look anything like him. Oh, I disagree. Summer Wheatley's reenactment girl looks no, a lot I, like I her. I thought the reenactment guy looked was pretty head pretty young. No, no, look again. I I, no, I freeze framed it. But I, I don't understand why they couldn't just stay at the bar and call for a cab. Don't bars have phones? Well, 95 96. 90 In 96. It's not 1886. 1996. I know, but I don't know how how, how uh, hardcore cell phones. I see I have a no, no, I can't no, no, think just about stuff they're going like to that. use a payphone. They're going to the liquor store to use a payphone. I understand that. I don't that. think you do. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. There's just a landline at the bar they could use, right? I don't remember if in 1995 people had cell phones or not. I, I have a blank on that. I can't that remember. That was right when they when were starting someone, to become a thing. So, so, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Why didn't they just call a cab from the bar? Mm -hmm. But maybe they went out of the bar and realized, oh, it's wetter than we thought. And Whoa. then they're like, oh, there's a... And she there's said a... they were going to go to a liquor store. Maybe they didn't want to call in a loud bar. I just found it kind of weird. The, the, well, that whole I didn't thing find was... it that unusual. Mm. Plus, I thought, oh, they're getting more booze at the liquor store. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a car pulls up. Summer has gone ahead. I'm going to say Summer. Sky has gone ahead. And she's standing there, and the guy rolls down the window and says, hey, do you need a lift? And she said, uh, well, a Sky tells us that uh, he hadn't seen Dusty back there. She said, no, I'm with someone. So then Dusty comes up. I didn't know there was a weapon involved until then. And, uh, I mean, obviously when I saw this, the wound, things you know started coming together. I was hysterical. Why did you do this to Dusty? So this is the first appearance of San Diego Tribune reporter J. Harry Jones, and we both agree he looks like good company in the car patron, Luther. Don't you think? Uh, yes, a, a, uh, but I do not like him. Oh, you, oh, you don't? No, I don't like him. Oh, wow. I kind There's of another asterisk. Okay. So Dusty goes around to the driver's side of the car and confronts the guy. There's a scuffle in the reenactment, and then the car pulls away, and we see Dusty on the ground. Sky runs over to him. She sees he's been stabbed. 
The, by the time the ambulance gets there, he's bled out. So Scott gives the cops the license plate number. It's 2UCA167. And my hat's off to the Forensic Files people because they made a license plate. <laughs> they made a, that's true. And the, I, you know, I even said that. Oh, look at that. The license plate. That's funny. And the reenactment car was the, the exact same The Hyundai. reenactment car had the perfect license plate on. That's very funny. So the cops very quickly track it down. It's owned by a one Barbara Gensler who said that her son David was using the car and she doesn't know where he is. Because... He's a college student and it's his, you know, he's driving the car. She doesn't know where it is. It's not because she doesn't know where it is. No, no, she's he's got the it. car. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know where you go with that. No, no, no. The way they see, the way they see. Okay, here's it's another. I, oh. I got I'm going to have to start addressing these asterisks. So, right from the beginning of this, they're painting a. The way they're painting it is that Dusty is this all-American boy who is, uh, you know, blonde-eyed, blue, uh, uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, apple pie, loves America, and you know. Well, I, I think you're going to put the horse horse before the car, but no, I'll, I'll let you continue. No, no, no. <laughs> Up until this point, the way they've talked about everything is that this poor innocent Dusty. Well, I think that that's why this episode was so effective for you because that they are doing this and then you know you know well i know but even then i was like because uh, because just what you said the way you started it off where you're like you're a wrestler and you're this and that oh, and poor I, guy yeah and you i'm sound like douchey. and and all i could think of was my nemesis in high school Oh, oh! So that's why this is really ringing. Well, a lot that's of part of, of the part of it, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he sell wakeboards? No, no. <laughs> Wouldn't no. that be great? No, if he, he was did. just a dick. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, so uh, he's a 25 year old finance student at San Diego State University. Uh, it's on the news now that this guy has died. So three days later, he turns himself in. He claims he didn't know the guy died. No, and- no, no. I don't think that they. I don't think that he knew that he had died. He turned himself in before. Because he turned himself in and he did not realize the guy had died. Okay, is that how it went? That's the that way backwards? I understood okay. it. I could so, be wrong on that, but he, that's the way I well, understood it. he lawyers up as soon as he realizes the guy has died. Right. Obviously, he knew he stabbed someone, but didn't know the extent of that wound. Uh, when he learned that this person had died, that's when he contacted an attorney. He refuses to make a statement. Uh, he won't provide the clothing. He won't provide the knife. So this guy is looking super fishy and this is when we get that nauseating tribute to dusty by the servers oh. i mean it was a lot to take really and this and this another asterisk okay i'm like this guy is not no uh, no well, no no you know and there's and, there's, and there's, this is before we know anything this right. i'm talking the first time i watched this yeah i'm like there's all these hippie surfers looking out to sea with tears in their eyes and oh real classy that graffiti on the cement on oh, the cement wall of the, i'm not i'm not talking about the that office kind of building in tribute to dusty harless and it's in spray paint and it's on the side of a municipal building dusty is a classy? bro Dusty is a bro. Yeah. And the when I was watching, I was like, hey, hey bro, hey, bro, mm-hmm. bro. And of course, immediately, my I don't want to say my hackles were up, but I was just like... It was a decent uh, crowd. So, so before I knew anything about the story... I my hackles were up on this guy. I don't know whether it was his picture. Oh, he gives off that, that vibe. A, the fact that he was a wrestler. No, he gives off a douche I vibe. Have, I have yet. <laughs> this is uh, this is it's horrible. We shouldn't speak ill I, of the dead, but I'm not speaking ill. <laughs> I'm not speaking ill of the dead because he, he created his own life. He so created, I'm yeah. not I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I I of the people of the guys that I've met in my life who were wrestlers. They were all kind of bro-ish. Yeah, yeah. Luther was so, a wrestler. 
<laughs> and uh, and and so it's kind of funny when you think about that. And this guy is just out of it. Yeah. So he's still he's twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. He's still and David's you know, twenty five. They're both twenty five. Right. They're both twenty five years old. And and Dusty is you know Dusty. And I've been there myself. I always say when I was full of beans. Mm-hmm. If you've heard me say when I was yeah. full of beans, he looks cocky. Because until I was until until I was probably thirty, I was like fuck with me. Like once I'd moved away mm-hmm. and I'd moved here and I had my own life and shit, mm-hmm. and I was like, bring it on. You're but, like you look in the mirror one day, reinvention complete. Come, <laughs> come get me, world. Well, it wasn't reinvention <laughs> reinvention so much as just repositioning of what was there to the way I liked it. So so anyway, so yeah, so this guy really. Th- Dusty really, really, yeah. really rubbed he, me the wrong way. He drank, uh, you know, well, he did like Irish I'm car not, bombs. I'm not trying to say, this was before we knew all the bad stuff, but even before all that, he really rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. And then the girlfriend starts talking. Yeah, Summer. Sky. <laughs> and then in the way she's talking about him, and I'm just like... If you do, if he knew him, he touched your life, you were lucky. Yes, exactly. Oh, he had so friends everywhere, and I'm like... Wait a minute. I don't. Mm, okay. Mm, right. the okay. Aut- the autopsy reveals that the cause of death was a single stab wound to the aorta. A single, single stab one wound. One single no, stab no, wound. No, no, no. Say that again. A, a single, single stab wound. So not multiple, one. not one it penetrated stab wound. Four inches in and uh, it cut the aorta. And um, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I still have I have a weird thing about like where I work, a lot of guys carry those lock blade knives. Yeah. They're probably like a two or three inch blade. Yep. And they all wear them. They're right on their they're right mm-hmm. on their pocket. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. And I carry a leatherman and a and a uh a Swiss Army knife in my bag, mm-hmm. but I don't carry them on my purse. Right. So it's just always so funny to me because this... I work with a lot of ex cops and military and hunters and yeah. you know, sportos and all this kind of shit. I have a couple of friends that carry a knife and it's right. always a weird Weird look. Well, like, it's what not, you, it, you, I don't think it's a weird look. Polar I think bears it's a, gonna it's attack. Kind or... of a... <laughs> no, I mean, I just it's like, what's that for? But like growing up, my dad carried a pocket knife a lot, but well, it was a pocket knife. Yeah, and it, it was, was a tra- he pocket. was a tradesman. It seems well, like well, yeah, but have some you know, it was always so many uses for a pocket knife. I, I kind of, I get the idea of it, but I just think in modern day, I why carried a pocket hell? knife when I was a kid, like ten, because my mom would. Didn't know I had it, and I thought it was kind of Johnny Quest, right? You know, to have but a no, knife. no, no. But that's why I, I, you know, yeah. that's what's so weird about me. The contradiction in me is a look at, yeah, I had knives. Yeah. And, you know, so, well, you know. Sky dis- is sure that it's David, and then she describes him as being wild-eyed and a crazy man. He looked kind of crazed. He looked like a wild animal. Really, he had like a crazy look in his eyes, and got in his car and left so yeah he didn't say anything so now douchebag number two enters the room eyewitness scott davis finally comes forward he's a first class petty officer in the navy san diego after all and he works part-time as a bouncer if there is a douchier job on the planet i'd like to hear it bar bouncers are Ah! notorious assholes wow so he pulled up he saw that the altercation is beginning he claims he sees it beginning he sees gensler has gotten david on the ground has hit him once in the face the guy falls over dusty falls over then gensler gets on top of him pulls out a knife and stabs him and then when this guy davis tries to intervene gensler then threatens him with turns the knife. on him and then so he, so got he back gets in his truck, car and leaves he gets some leaves and doesn't report anything and gensler gets in his car and drives off <sighs> here's another this another asterisk 
So now we hear Gensler's side of the story. Dusty has yanked him out of the car and threw him on the ground. So, so, the ground. So, 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 so think about that. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I'm thinking. You're in your car. You see a woman running in the rain with a coat up over her. And you say, hey, would you like a ride? Mm-hmm. And it turns. And then the boyfriend comes and pulls you out of the car. Well, the, the, the story is that Summer Wheatley is saying is that Dusty, uh, that David was the aggressor, and so did right. so did so did um, Scott Davis is saying that that the guy in the car is the aggressor, right? So, but the even the way the the, the police the the police officer described it and the and the reporter dude, mm-hmm. they're painting it like Messner, uh, Messner, Gesner, Gensler. Gensler is like, hey, baby, want to ride? They did, and I don't think he did that. And I don't think he did that either because Sky didn't even say that. Right. She just said he asked me. And what happened? It pissed Dusty off. It did. So And Dusty goes well, over well, and we, we, pulls him out of the car. We, we, that's, not, that's not what these witnesses are saying. That's what he's saying. Davis and, and Sky are both saying that he was the aggressor, not Hessler. This part of the story is Sky says she can't really see what's happening. This guy Davis says as he pulls up, he sees Gensler aggressively attacking Dusty. He hits him in the side of the face. He falls to the ground, pulls out a knife, stabs him, threatens Davis, gets in his car, drives away. Gensler is now saying that's not what happened. I was pulled out of the car. He jumped on top of me. Then this guy Davis pulls up, starts kicking me, and it's two on one. So I pulled out a knife and I just blindly stabbed at him. And Correct. nobody's buying that. And I, yes, and I'm not, I, I'm trying to say the same thing. Okay. But what I'm saying is the guy was in his car and he ended up on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were able to get DNA from the steering wheel, from the gear shift, from the turn signal. And that DNA, that blood came back and matched that of the victim, uh, Dusty Harless. So that was, that audio just then was Joseph Crescenziani. I can't even say it. Chris. Din Ziani. He's a homicide detective, and it that is it doesn't get any more Italian and than that. I, and again, I keep saying this: he had a pissy attitude, a, yeah, a pissy yeah. attitude towards Gensler. Yeah, I, it seemed like that. They, they, the editing could have been that way. They well, fun, see, and, that's just it. We don't know how Forensic Files wanted to gear the show, but from the first, so however long the show is, the first half was really painting it like Dusty was the all-American boy could do no wrong, mm-hmm. and Gensler was this horrible, evil thing. They that's find the Gensler's, way it was painted. Well, they find Gensler's car a week later on the other side of town, and they find blood evidence, and it's Dusty's. So one of Gensler's friends comes forward with a knife. He claims was David's, a bloody shirt, and again, the blood is Dusty's. So... But to think about it, no, if you're in this, if you're in this altercation and you stab someone, whether out of protection or, mm, or self-defense, self-defense or, 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 or aggression, what are you, are you, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, I stabbed him. Oh yeah, I stabbed him. And even it's just, it's really, this really hit a lot of my, my like ting, 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 ting. Mm-hmm. I was just the whole time like that motherfucker did this to him and he's getting blamed for everything. So, okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The blood is on the front of his shirt, and Patricia Lau, who is a bloodstained analyst, explains why Gensler's account doesn't make any sense. The fact that the majority of the blood is the front, it seems a more likely theory that it was a front face-to-face confrontation. 
at this point, I just looked over to Jack because neither of us knew where this was going, and I just paused it, and I was like, I guess we're done. I, I mean, he's the blood's on the wrong side of his shirt. He's got an eyewitness saying he saw him stab him. Sky is saying he pulled him out. So at this point, I Correct. thought I thought the episode was over. Everything, I, yes. I, I'm like, it's done. You, yes. It, like I said, this was like, like this was almost like intermission because it was like, well, he did it. It's all him. It's all you done. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, so I froze it, and I was like, how are they gonna? What are they gonna do? This guy's guilty. Guilty as charged. Witnesses have him doing it. The evidence has him doing it. He didn't give a statement. He wouldn't give over his clothes. He wouldn't give over the knife. A friend had to do all of this. He hired an attorney. It, it, he looks, for all the world, guilty, and I don't know how we're going to get another 12 minutes out of this. I couldn't believe it, actually. I actually took another man's life. I only thought I got the guy in the shoulder. I didn't know, I didn't know he was going to die. Okay, so that was him in the dock, and... He looks fake as hell. He's crying, saying, I didn't well, realize. I, at the time, I was, did you see the look on the judge's face? Yes. That judge is like. The judge it, is like, you guilty. Yeah yeah, 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 And I did too. I was like, that, that, he's clearly guilty. He looks fake. He looks fake as fuck. And of course, me, I'm thinking, he's a big, tall, gangly nerd ball. Mm-hmm. There, the, this is not a fighter. This is not a. This is not that guy. No. Well, he is convicted of second degree murder, and he gets twenty to life. And the Luther lookalike reporter says that that is a life sentence in California. When you get an indeterminate sentence, twenty to life in California, you'll never make parole with that. He said. Um, Gensler is insisting he acted in self defense, and he cannot understand why or how a jury found him found it believable that six-foot, wiry, skinny dude like him could overpower the American ACUU wrestling champion, champion. overpower him, and, and stab him, and he's just... Again, Gensler's a big nerd ball. Yes. He appeals saying he was denied his choice of counsel, and on a technicality, that that is they the agree with him. That is the only reason he got a retrial. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason he got yeah. a retrial. So it's been six years, and they got he's got a new defense team. His original defense attorney was named Jerry Blank, who is the star yes, of, of Strangers, Strangers with, with Candy. Candy. Uh, Amy Sedaris. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, if this was me, if I was Gensler, and I knew that I hadn't done this I could, that I, way. I would lose my mind in jail. See, that's just it. This is the thing. This, as many of these crime shows that, that we watch, it, it's like the it's like the people who, I fear they don't protest too much. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the people that are the most guilty are the ones that are, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And yeah. then this poor schmuck, it seemed to me... The courtroom like, footage of it is a little heartrending because he just looks so bewildered and... and because, uh, yeah... He's 25 years old, no criminal record, Mm -hmm. nothing. And he's a finance student. Yeah. I think he's at Stanford. San Diego State University. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we've been hearing from James D. Dutton for a while. Uh, I just forgot to write his name down. He is the supervising deputy attorney general. And I don't even know what that means. Supervising deputy attorney general. Deputy attorney general. So that means he's the head uh, attorney general. Okay. So his new defense does due diligence, and so a bunch of people come forward to say that Dusty was a known street brawler and regularly started and usually ended bar fights. And 
right then I'm like, I could have told you that. Just looking at at it. the very beginning of the yeah. show. Yeah, the, the home video footage. And it was said there was a little bit of footage where I don't know. He's he's I sit like in a living room or something. He's eating a bunch of candy and he's he, showing he's his like, abs. And he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, douche bag. Yeah. And this is some, and you know this is the way they painted him at the beginning of the story. And I'm like, am I the only one looking? This happens to me often in life. There's this the person that you see that you're like, that person is a bad person. How come I'm the only person that sees this? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't everybody else see that I see that that guy's a bad person? So I'm going to go back to my nemesis in high school. Okay, I'm listening. He was a rich kid. He lived in a nice neighborhood, and he hung out with all of the richer, more popular kids in school. Okay. One of the things about him that drove me absolutely batshit crazy was he called everybody by their last name. Okay. So Evans. I hate, I hate that. Please don't, please don't. Do I never that. do. I know. Well, I rarely no, no, no. call you I'm by your first saying, name. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, that's true too. I'm just saying, if you if you know someone who does that, oh, just oh, just you're not in high school sports anymore. Give it up, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I remember in high school, it wasn't that I was I was never really bullied. That's not right. Saying I was bullied is never the right thing. But I never fit in. I really I was just a couple of degrees off. I knew everybody. I knew lots of people. I knew all this kind of stuff. But I never really don't you don't you like to point out there are people on Facebook who are like remember all those great times we had together. And you're like I barely I, I knew you. I don't remember you you're at like, all. Yeah, we were yeah. like we weren't friends. We weren't these, friends. These imagined memories are, are you? Well, are you I mean, I remember therapy? maybe doing something with them but for the three years of high school i'm like i saw you may i maybe did something with you once or twice or you know and then and but then i've done that where i'm like i really want to stay close friendships with uh, a Mm -hmm. close friendship with somebody and they won't give me the time of day so i i kind of get that yeah but i don't really force that on anybody but this particular guy all the people that he was friends with seemed to like me uh-huh. or they were nice to me or whatever. I don't know what kind of, we, we all weren't hanging out or anything, but whenever he was there, he would say shit and he would start shit. And I remember people looking at him like, what like, are you, what are like you doing? To provoke you? No, yeah, kind of, but you know, call me names and fucking with me and stuff like that. And I would ignore it because... There's just nothing you can do. An asshole is going to be an asshole. There's really nothing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, high school's a tricky it road is to navigate. Tricky. But it's so funny to me that like like that third party, like like I'm friends with mm-hmm. uh Susie yeah. and Susie's friends with him. Mm-hmm. Susie thinks he's a great guy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "How do you not see what a total douchebag he is?" And then over the course of my high school career, I would hear people talk about him. And I'm like, well, why are you guys friends with him? Yeah. Why is why are you friends with him? And it was only because he lived in the same neighborhood and they'd gone to school their whole lives together. That was the only reason. And it's just really funny to me because my seeing somebody like that or, or or hearing about somebody like that, I'm just my my wish. There's a guy at work that is in supervision, and I always joke and I always say, I hope his kids have to deal with someone like him when they grow up. Okay. Because they might think he's the best thing since sliced bread. And clearly he's not. And well, not to if you're not his child, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's what I always think of this this guy that just the mention of his name and I'm like, <laughs> and I can't let it go. That's the horrible part. So <laughs> well, you're I gonna just, have to because we gotta get back to San Diego. <laughs> So my so what I'm saying is is uh, that is my that is my wish for these people. I hope they and their family and their loved ones have to deal with someone like them in their lives. Okay, 
There, I'm all done with that. And this is why it spiked me so much because the whole time I was watching this, I'm like, that's that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Sc- yeah. That's we- exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, back to our dude, uh, Dusty, 5'8". Mm-hmm. Yeah. Napoleon complex. Uh, maybe. Although then, I, I read recently that Napoleon wasn't actually short. Well, that, that's, not that's for a, his time frame, no. he wasn't. And then the mother comes on. We're, we're going to get to the mother. Right oh, where do we get to the mother? So his mom, Kathy Harrell, is, is clearly in denial. And she says, I don't know how they did it, but they they dug some people out of the woodwork who apparently weren't Dusty fans. And you mean to tell me, at this stage in his life, she's not heard about all the fights he's she caused knows, and problems? She knows, she knows her kid. My, my child. You know what I thought of? Mm-hmm. I thought of the uh, Harry Potter, the Dursleys. Yes. The Dursleys. Oh, their little kid could know. He's a good little boy, never causes any, and he's a freaking hoodlum in the neighborhood, beating everybody up and all that. Uh, that was in Harry Potter? That was in the books, yes. Oh, yeah, because You don't really see it in the movie so much, so, but uh, in the books, yeah. Okay, well, we hear from her. They brought some people in that said my son was a street brawler. I don't know how they found him, but they did find some people that weren't really in... You know, a, 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 a Dusty fan. I had to type her first name in three times before autocorrect stopped, try, stopped trying to change it from Kathy to Cathay. I'm like, it's not Cathay, it's Kathy Cathay. It's not Cathay, it's Cat Cathay. It's, and then I just had to hard press out of his driving. Your, no. your, your spell correct wouldn't stop Kathy? No. What kept spell correct? It wanted Kathy? to say Cathay. No, it wanted to say Cathay. Kathy's not that hard of a name. Boy, it wouldn't take it. Oof. Okay, so... Now we hear about how Sky has recanted, and I don't know if this—if she suddenly got a, la- a case of having a conscience, or the new defense team was like, "Listen, your original statement to the police the morning uh, of the event is different from what you said in the courtroom." And I also go back to he had he the uh, Gensler did not like his original defense attorney. Yeah, how the original defense attorney did not hear this to begin with. Right, I think Sky's a piece of shit. I don't think she's a piece of shit. I think she's. You know, like, you know, whenever you tell a story where something necessarily not that great happens, you always try to paint yourself in the best way. And I think that's what she did. I don't think that that's a bad thing, but this is one of those other... I don't know, she perjured herself. Well, but... She did, but she didn't, but she did, but she well, didn't. Well, she said... Okay, well, this is the way I want to... Let me, let me, let me say this, this okay. thought process, this statement. There's a, there's a thing that's been going around the internet for, I don't know, a while now. And it's two guys looking at a shape on the floor. And the guy on the left says it's a six. Uh-huh. And the guy on the nine... On the right says it's a nine. Yeah. And the and it says it's not the truth, it's your perspective, or yeah. something like uh-huh. that. And that is not a true statement. Somebody drew that on the ground in the first place. Uh-huh. And it's either a six, six or, or a nine. nine. Uh-huh. But what if somebody was looking at it from the other side yeah. and it's just a squiggly mark? Yeah. So you can fight all you want. This is like when people people fight about movies and what things mean and 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 this is the same thing to her dusty was the best thing he was a nice guy he didn't do anything wrong blah 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 but he never picked fights with her or picked ball bar brawls with her or whatever so it perspectively he was a great guy everybody loved him well okay so so I, so let me say so back to my so back to my my statement about the, the the six and the nine. So the argument for that is is well it's a six, no it's a nine. It depends on your perspective. And then it's like no, the person who who wrote it down it was assigned me a, a, a certain meaning by it, the person created it created it. And no matter how you debate debate it, it's 
it's a six or a nine. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen this when someone talks about, they do this a lot with Kurt Vonnegut, and I know and it's <laughs> so funny that I bring that up of all things. But the way they interpret his books and what this means yeah. and what this Vonnegut, means. Vonnegut, yeah. And, and then in the movie Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Hi, has Kurt Vonnegut come to explain? And the and the and the professor's like, no, that's not me. <laughs> it's like that was Kurt. Von- that was the guy who wrote the book. Pam actually interviewed Kurt Vonnegut. Cool. Yeah, she had to do a phone interview with him. I forget for what. So so when it comes back, my my comparison to that to that story to this event. What is it they say? I think I think we've heard this before on these police things. Uh, if there's four different people, you have four different stories, mm-hmm. and none of them are the truth. Mm-hmm. Because from Sky's perspective, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. From what we heard from the the guy driving the car who pulled up, this is what he saw. What David saw, and we're never going to know what Dusty saw because the thing. Okay. So you have four different truths, so to speak. We do, but I want to point this out, and this is why I don't think April. I think April's kind of a piece of shit. They have Sky. Yes, Sky. Whatever. Summer. Whatever. (laughs) Dumb hippie name. Sorry, just kidding. All names are great. Um, Send your hate mail. She she says, we hear the, and I'll play the audio. Yeah, yeah. So you said at one point Dusty had him on the ground. Yeah. And I think that's when he stabbed him. Dusty went through the mouth. Yeah. And Sky Flanders is interesting. She told police a few hours later that she saw Dusty in some kind of a wrestling hold, holding Gensler and throwing him. But then she didn't see a lot else until she saw him bleeding. Later, she changed that story on the stand in the first trial and, uh, and testified that it was Gensler who was the complete aggressor coming out after him. She's saying, I think he pulled out the knife because Dusty was holding him down and wouldn't let him get up. And he's like, yeah. That was like, during the interview. That Police was during the interview. interview. So then in the jury, when she's in the dock giving her testimony, she says, Gensler got out of the car, got on top of Dusty, pulled out the knife and stabbed him. And so does Davis says that. She is and then she said, I just didn't, I just didn't want to give the defense any information that would help them. So she lied. Right. And and that fuck it, more denial footage from the mom. Right. David Gensler would have us believe that he was laying face down on the ground and Dusty was sitting on his back and that David Gensler actually stabbed Dusty like this up over the back of his head and stabbed him in the chest while he was sitting on his back. I mean, there's just so many things that don't wash here. So how do we explain the blood on the front of his shirt? That is, that, I was like, there's just, it doesn't make any sense. He, he had to have been looking up at him and he stat, you know, this, that, that doesn't make sense. Well, and then this, I was a big fan of Dexter. Yeah. And of course, Dexter, the whole point of that show, aside from the fact that he was a serial was <laughs> that he was a blood splatter expert. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is very, very, very interesting about these shows, again, because the show is a little older, the science has caught up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know the exact positions of things, like let's say a person stabbing another person, and we know the heights and the sizes and the weights and all that kind of stuff. If someone does a particular mo- movement mm-hmm. to stab, the blood spatter 
is going to fall within a certain yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, there, I'm sure there's proper words. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the words are because I'm not that smart. So, but I know that if someone my size is stabbing someone my size with the right hand, the blood spatter is going to go in a particular, as I'm, as, because I'm doing it visually. I'm lifting my arm and bringing it down and lifting my arm yeah, and bringing it down. We, you the know, blood we've, spatter we've is We've seen a lot of episodes where it was that. This, I, is, as much as it's blood spatter, bladder it's just the location of the blood it's on the front not on the back it wasn't it's not so much like it's cast Correct. off or anything but what i'm saying is is it's scientifically proven this is what's going to happen yes this this these this series of events these positions these actions the blood is going to do this mm-hmm. between this degree and this degree mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen so now having said that Let's go forward with our story. Okay, so Gensler's been in prison for six years. Oh my god! The defense and prosecution. Oh my god! The defense and prosecution each get blood spatter experts, and the Italian guy, the guy with the Italian last name that I can't pronounce, is here. We have a blood spatter interpretation expert look at it from our crime lab. The defense hires a blood spatter interpretation expert to look at it from their end, and not surprising at all, their opinions are diametrically opposed so naturally they both come up with diametrically opposite conclusions since it's a lacerated aorta it's kind of the uniqueness of this injury is what led to the confusion and you now have a victim that is bleeding and spurting with the maximum blood output that could be under stress 20 to 30 liters of blood per minute are going to be coming out of this wound, either in the body or spurting out of the body. Jeez, Patricia, you know, 20 to 20 liters of blood coming out in a minute. 20, because he's under distress. The he's pressure. Fighting, <laughs> pressure. See, I had to look that up. I had to look that up because that didn't make sense to me. She said 20 liters a minute or 20 liters a 20 liters a minute. That's And what she means by that is the pressure with which, like PSI, like on a, like on a tire, mm-hmm. because the body only holds... It holds less than two gallons of blood, 1.7 gallons, which equals, I did the math. And of course, math is hard. So math that's, is hard. That's three liters of blood or something like that. Or uh, anyway. Well, okay. So so her saying 22 really threw me. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, how many? Well, there's only, I think there's only four or six liters of blood. Six. When you have blood, those bags that they put in, yeah. I think there's only six of those in a human body. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't give them so time. Little. Yeah, because that's what you think when you see movies. You think blood is just squirting. There's not that much blood. In this case, it literally did squirt. <laughs> but so let's let's get let's keep going. Let's doing get, it by PSI. Well, let's get with Anita Bannon. She's another blood blood stain expert. With an aortic wound, blood doesn't generally spill out. It spurts out or sprays out because of the pressure under the aorta. So the defense is saying that this spurting would would have given Gensler enough time to spin around before the blood started flowing. And now, well, do you want to introduce the latest forensic term? (laughs) This made me laugh. I'll let you do it. You want to do it? Forensic animation. (laughs) Forensic animation has a specific application within the court system. And those animations have to be conformed to the rules of the court and what are expected in terms of rules of evidence. So that was James Grip. He is the president of the Legal Arts Communications, and I have to assume that that's his private company. And we meet Chris Newhan, who's the actual animator who does the animation. 
There's a videotape made with uh, David Gensler, and I think it was the attorney who uh, played the role of Dusty Harless. Um, and we videotaped that uh, from an angle that we were going to do the animation from, so I could use his reference uh, to create the animation and create the poses to get it as accurate as possible. So we learned it's pose-to-pose animation, which was developed by... Disney! Yay! Forensic... <laughs> Animation. animation and they 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 wax on about how forensic animation is the you know the the new wave what, which i think because of the age of this that those are what is now considered the computer uh simulations or mm-hmm. computer animations yeah. or whatever but to call it a forensic animator that was kind of funny it was okay, and just the, to go back it, to this really quickly i'm really sorry that i'm harping on this there's there's approximately 1.7 gallons of blood in a human being that is 6.4 liters of blood so at the rate that they, that that blood was coming out all of the blood in his body would have been out of his body like in 20 five or seconds six squirts yeah it's a, that's yeah right that's wow. how quickly you bleed out when you cut your aorta wow and i knew that but that's how come when she said it like that i was so confused i'm like there's not that much blood in a human being there isn't okay. no there that we go okay i'm so sorry that that was confusing and i, I that caught anima- the confusion when it happened the animation is very compelling when oh, it you is. see it yes, it's like yes, wow that's yes. a yes so this is in August of 2000. They say it's six years after Dusty's death. Wrong. It was only four years because Dusty was killed in 96. They get, they got a few things wrong in this one, but uh, we see some pretty graphic photos in the courtroom. Hope yeah, we see we actually, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, David is convicted of the much less serious crime of involuntary manslaughter. He sends the time served and he's released. Because, so if that wasn't clear... What happened what happened was the wrestler pulls the guy out of the car and does this move on him. Oh, you know we 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 did not. We skipped right over Ned Blass from the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, you're going to have to do a lot of <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. I, we're just we're going to run back real quick. Okay. This this is um Ned Blass from the Wrestling Hall of Fame. The defense gets him and to try to explain what Gensler says Dusty did to him and and Blass says he used a move that every wrestler is taught, and it's you, and you, and you as you're get out of as, as you're trying to get away. He gets you and spins you around, gets on your back, and held him down. And it's exactly what Gensler said Dusty did to him. Right, and then he showed that's how you could easily reach around, and he could reach and stab at him from behind, not knowing where he's stabbing. Exactly. So this guy Ned Blass did it. Who was a, a, a wrestling hall of fame? Wrestling hall of fame. And I'm taking the position of uh, Mr. Gensler, Mr. Harless over here. And I'm probably not wanting to fight because I back up. He would attack my arm, turn me up. I'm going to go to my face because I don't want to land on the back of my head. Drives my head down and keeps me positioned. I can't get up. He pulls my head back. I realize I have a knife in my belt. I'm taking the knife out. Plenty of room to take it loose and stab wherever I can stab. So the 5'8 guy pulls the 6-foot guy out of the car. Mm -hmm. So the aggressor in this was Dusty, regardless of the situation, the aggressive person here was Dusty. He pulls the six-foot foot guy out of the car, does this move. It's kind of like a uh, the arms are up, and, you, and then you throw the around the neck, and then you throw the guy down, and then he was on his back, yeah. and he wouldn't let him up. Gensler had a pocket knife. Right. Yeah, well, it was a little bigger than a pocket knife. Well, but it was it was the ones we were talking about. It's clipped onto your right, like, right inside your pocket or right on your belt. They're not very big. It's the blade's only two inches, three inches, or whatever. That one so, was that one was four inches. So yeah, so folded. It's half that. No, no, no. They said the blade. One of the guys earlier said the blade was four inches long and it penetrated four inches in and it nicked the aorta. Correct. Aorta. But it was a folded knife. 
So the guy was able to get it out of his pocket and unfold it. And he just reached back over his shoulder and stabbed the wrestler in the chest. He Mm -hmm. only hit him once. Mm -hmm. And And he immediately spun around. And he immediately spun around. So his knife goes into the guy. The guy lets go. He spins around. And that's, that's when, when the, the blood, blood the blood pumps squirt. Yes. And all the blood came out. Uh, that's why it's on the front of him. That's why it's on the front of the shirt. Another reason I don't like April is she was like, oh, also, he did tend to start fights. He started a yeah. lot of fights. I got insulted one time and he'd be like, Scott. Yeah, whatever. Sky. So she also and then said that's that. that's when the mother's like, mother says something like, yeah, like that doesn't wash out. Yeah. And I'm like, it's science. Yeah. So uh, he's released. But that's the good news. So the Luther lookalike thinks that he doesn't know what he's up to. He thinks he might be a attorney. Or this was in 2000 when he was released. But his life could have been ruined. Now he's a free man. I don't know what he's doing now, but I understand he wanted to become a lawyer. <laughs> There's a bunch of people in closing research. it out, but we do know what happened. It's what Gensler said happened, but. Yes. Yes, in your research. So I did uh, in my research. Uh, the what I Gensler has kind of dropped off the. He he does not have a, a very big. He doesn't Footprint. have anything you know online. But it appears that he's a mildly successful real estate agent in the San Diego yeah, area. Yeah, that picture of him was him. That's yeah. probably him. Of course, you know that was a while ago. Who knows. Sky oh. had, a, had a huge falling out with Dusty's mother. Okay, because I like it. Well, because she, the mother said, if it hadn't been for Sky lying, this would not have happened and Gensler would still be in jail for murder. So Dusty's mother blames, blames Summer Sky Wheatley for her getting and out. the getting original out. lawyer, uh-huh. Loggenbach, I think the guy's name is. Okay. So Scott, uh, the mother moved away from California. Well, fuck her. She moved to Montana. Good. And she was killed in a drunk driving accident. Oh. Someone hit her and killed her. Well, uh, I, it's horrible, but damn. you know, play the uh, sky. Uh, you know, like I said, had the falling out. She, I believe, she has a child or two now, and there was no mention of a husband. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah, and uh, Gensler sued the state for the lawyer not giving Sky's. Uh, the, the for for not letting for not telling the true story the sky's true story. So wait, wait, Gensler Gensler sued the, the state, the state and the, the prosecution, Logenbach, the prosecution for the, allowing uh, Sky Sky to purge or to not tell the the whole to, story didn't come out. Okay, and uh, I do not, I could not find whether that would actually went through or not because the way legal stuff is written, it's really hard for me to follow. I'd like to think you got some money. I'm not very smart. Yeah. Uh, but he sued for like a million plus. So Ooh. usually, uh, it's usually like fifty gazillion. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Six but, years of your life. But, I don't know. You know, um, from what I, that's all I could find on these people. Wow. So, well, the most important thing is Gensler's still okay, and he's in real well, estate. And we hope he's doing really well. because. And then that was the other thing. is So here it is, Gensler's out, and the reporter dude yeah. and the, the, the police dude, the Italian dude, were not speaking about Gensler in a, what I felt was a positive manner. Like, okay, okay. There was a bit of a slant. There was a bit of a slant. Okay, so what we were talking about earlier, Gensler's driving his car. Sees a woman walking in the rain, offers her, offers her a ride. Yeah. The boyfriend 
Loses his shit. Loses his shit. Pulls he's the, drunk. He's drunk and, and high. And he's drunk and high. They found that out pulls later at the, the autopsy. Pulls the guy out of the car, tries to beat him up, and Ginsner kills him in self-defense. self-defense. He shouldn't have served any time. He shouldn't have served any time. The fact that he got manslaughter is in itself, but it's because he had a weapon. Yeah. If he hadn't had that weapon, if he hadn't had the knife, and then that goes into that whole... Well, I mean, I think typically when people kill in self-defense, it's usually because they have a weapon. Well, not necessarily. You can kill someone and not have a weapon. Well, killing in self-defense is usually... But I think the weapon a... is what made it seem like it was murderish. Okay. That's what I think. Right. I don't know. You know, this is what and I that, think. that shitbag Davis never got anything for... You, you right. know he was kicking him. You anything. know he was. I couldn't find anything on that one. So then that leads me to think about all these people in the current world who want to carry their... Listen, Listen, I'm a gun person. You've mm. heard me say it. I'm all for guns. I don't have a problem with guns. Yeah. You got guns. Good for you. License them. Do what you're supposed to do. And if you want to carry a gun, carry a gun. Right. Comma, but however. Yeah. If I was carrying a gun. Yeah. Like my, me. Yeah. If I was carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. And some shit goes down in front of me and I pull my gun. Yeah. And they come back at me. Yeah. That is going to, re- I would, that would. The amount of, like, this is bullshit. This happened to me. I pulled my gun for my own protection, and you're coming after me mm-hmm. for manslaughter mm-hmm. or murder? Yeah, I, again, I don't think you should have served any time for it. I, it was self-defense. Um, and it's also, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Well, that's true. But what I'm saying is is the, I would, I think this is my own little... Well, I just wanted to say that because it was a gun rally, people. gun rights thing, and a guy I was standing next to the guy who's like, guns kill people, and he was holding up a sign and said, spoons made me fat. Yeah, that's really funny. That's really funny. But, you know, but that's the the kind of, I don't want to say the kind of people who want to carry a gun, because I'm painting with a much broader picture than I want, paint with a much broader brush than I want. But if you are going out into the world prepared to protect yourself, yeah. something bad's going to happen. A lot of times those guns that people carry around are used on themselves. They end up getting exactly. shot with their own gun. So I'm not a big fan, but I get it. So, but we digress. Anyway, I know, yeah. Gensler, we went off on a little tangent here. But yeah. like I said, this one checked me off, man. I was watching it. When you told me what to watch and I was watching it before... Because normally the way we do it is he we point shows out to each other, uh-huh. we watch them, and then we try to watch them together because yeah. Kevin does all the note-taking. And the whole time I'm just like, mm, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, I uh. thought you had indigestion. <laughs> it turns out it was just this. Uh, do you know um, your bully from high school? Yeah. Do you know, is there any chance that he too moved to Montana and got hit by a car? No. <laughs> I mean, no. you can always hope, I right? I always hope, no. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the, the messed up story of David Gensler and Dusty Springfield and Summer Dusty. Wheatley, the whole you cast of characters. You got the names all. You're worse than me tonight with the names, <laughs> man. You got but the anyway, names all screwed you up. Thank <laughs> Have a good night. Are you doing your thing? Or a war, babe. There you go.